Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is out there in, well, I think it's sunny Chicago at the moment. It certainly sounds like you've had a pretty brutal winter. The man is Kurt Wuckart. He is the co-host of Crypto Traders Pro. He's got a lot going on in the space right now, as a matter of fact. And we're going to touch on a number of these different things that uh, strings in your bow at the moment. But thank you so much for your time today. For sure. I'm glad to be here, Craig. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. So let's kick off with a bit of an introduction as to who you are. You've, um, you've been in business for quite a while and um, it seems as though you've been around the, around the traps. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what brought you to where you are now? Uh, well, shoot, I could start at my birth. Yeah. So uh, let's start with Bitcoin. I, I was a kind of a libertarian activist uh, in 2012. I got involved in Bitcoin. And I uh, got a little bit involved in mining. I was running some nodes for a while in 2013, 2014. I uh, thought it was going to be a really cool developer miner guy. Uh, turns out I wasn't that good at that. Um, stayed in the space nonstop. Started trading pretty actively 2014, 2015. Uh, really got into TA, but I was always more of a fundamentals guy. I really like the uh, following hash power, following developers and business stuff. So uh In 2017, I joined the Facebook crypto traders group that was started by my partner, Matthew, uh, as a moderator. And he was a, he's an equities trader, like professionally. Uh, I was a little more like at home doing it myself a bit. And, uh, but he needed a fundamentals guy and truly I needed a technical analyst that was like a pro technical analyst. Mm And we've just put together a really good group and it turned into an educational program and we do traveling boot camps and speaking engagements and it's just, it's become a whole universe of itself. Yeah. Right. So what, what got me, obviously, you know, you sort of half answered the question by the libertarian front that you sort of approached the market on when you started buying, like, did you start buying in 2012? I started buying in 2013. My first experience with Bitcoin was actually somebody paid me with it. Uh, I'm from the printing industry traditionally. And, uh, guy asked me, Hey, we need some banners made for a, basically a protest. And can I pay you in Bitcoin? And I didn't know what the hell it was. And he gave me the, the very brief explanation. It was Ash or what the hell. And, uh, the rest is history. And did you keep the hell? Like, have you still got those same Bitcoin? I don't think I have those. I kept my first purchase. I, I still have my first purchase of Bitcoin. I think the original, I think I basically passed it along. I bought something with it and you know, Kept <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't get it until 2013. I, I thought it was goofy internet money. I didn't see the difference between that and video game tokens. Uh, but then I got really into the white paper and, and just like Bitcoin fundamentals. And so now uh, I, I do have my 2013 Bitcoins. So are you one of these people that, um, that bought, obviously you bought, oil, you bought very early. You've been in the space for a very long period of time compared to most. Um, are you one of those people that, that, have, that have sort of um, done extraordinarily well out of the space? Because I know a lot of people bought back then, but some people might have bought a little bit. Or, or you know, have, have you managed to a not get hacked, b not be tied up in a, in like a, a Mount Gox type of? Have you managed to be able to hold them, and therefore has that really significantly changed your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's it's been life changing for me. I I have had a couple of mishaps. I I didn't have any like Mount Gox style like lose everything moments, but um, I had in 2014. I was trying to put together a mining business with uh, a couple of buddies. It was a couple of partners, and one of the guys ripped me off. It was a 
about 10k worth of Bitcoin in 2014 prices. So it was, you know, not not insignificant, but uh, we were just kind of starting to get our funds put together. So we never even really got the company off the ground. And he disappeared. I haven't heard from him since. He he literally, I, I was knocking on his door, and his house was vacant. <laughs> gone so that that's probably my my worst experience in the space like that but uh otherwise yeah you know i didn't let it discourage me i kept i bought for a long time and i was self-employed so i kind of had the ability to i was paying some of our employees in it and stuff as well so i kind of got everybody involved in like the 2014 era and uh so i got a lot of people that used to be employees that are are quite happy with me i was gonna (laughs) say you must have you mustn't find it difficult to get a beer bought for you mate yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, from, from there, I mean, you, obviously you got in early. Um, we'll go down the trading path in just a moment. But I also understand that you're you got doing some stuff in manufacturing, supply chain and that sort of thing, which obviously complement well, the blockchain complements that business model quite well. But what are you doing in that space? Like, how, how are you, I guess, implementing it? What, what's the business? So, you know, I, I, I don't do, I'm more of a consultant kind of guy because uh, I, I was in like, print distribution. So it was worldwide mailing, uh, promotional product kind of stuff. So we were doing t-shirts sent out to, you know, worldwide sales forces, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I get involved now in like sort of the blockchainification of, uh, various things. So I'm, I'm more of a consultant on, you know, what, what can we actually do? I, I think a lot of business, especially in 2017, there was a lot of people like, Hey, we need a blockchain for X, Y, Z. And the fact is, is they actually didn't, but, uh, I, I got a little bit, um, internet famous for being a wet blanket and people are, man, he doesn't even like crypto and blah, blah, blah. And I always consider myself a realist, but, uh, yeah. So I've gotten involved with a couple of projects as sort of a, a backend guy. So I'm not, I'm not, um, actively working in like supply chain myself, but, uh, I've steered a number of people into like into the development communities that I kind of have old relationships with and and that kind of thing. In 2017, when you were saying about uh, different companies sort of saying they needed blockchain, was that because they were wanting to do an ICO or was that because they were just excited by the potential of blockchain? Uh, both. I, I mean, the ICO thing was obviously if you wanted to raise funds quickly, that was absolutely the way to do it. Uh, I was... I don't know, lucky or if I had foresight, but I, I, as a rule, like I told us, like the crypto traders pro universe, like we are not doing any ICO promotion period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw it as like, you know what, these are, these are unregistered securities and it's all seems like a grand idea right now, but I can see somewhere down the road, a you know, FBI agent knocking on the door <laughs> like, Hey, you never registered to be an influencer. So I just said, we're, we're not doing that. Uh, on the other side, like I think a lot of people, uh, really don't understand what blockchains even are. They, they don't understand the data structures. They don't understand that they probably don't need the data integrity mm. and therefore it's a silly solution. So while people like the hype, when you actually explain to them what the limitations are and what, like, you know, do you actually need to have a blockchain developer to do these things when you can manage your own database or you actually already manage your own yeah, database that is more efficient right now. Yeah. So uh, in some cases it does absolutely make sense, but it's, it's much smaller than people uh, tend to think. So. Yeah. Okay. And are you still doing a fair bit of consultancy around that at the moment? Or, I mean, obviously we've seen in the last couple of months with the, you know, revival 
uh, of the mm-hmm. market, uh, of course. And look, the biggest bit of promotion we've ever had as a space, which is Facebook, sure. right? Um, yeah. And I went to Facebook an event last or yesterday, right? I was there for six hours and um, <laughs> it was really interesting because I, I was trying to speak to them about, um, uh, about Libra. I, I was ready. I had my little microphone thing. I was ready to interview somebody at right. Facebook and, and I, they didn't know anything about it. Uh, obviously, it's come out of you know, the main head honchos of right. this sort of thing and the rest, it hasn't sort of dripped down. I also sure. was trying to speak to them about, you know, we were all banned from doing any promotion on Facebook, Twitter, right. Instagram. They've, raised, they've since lifted that. And I was trying to find somebody. I'm like, dude, let's, the guys, you know, it was a creator, like a, a content creator's event, right? I was like, can mm. I speak to somebody about the advertising guidelines? Because we've never been able to advertise with you. Now we can. We want to know how we don't get blocked. Like, what are we, we're not going to do anything silly, but we don't know what you deem as being silly and what we might deem as right. being, it's, it's, you got to know. It's just, they had no idea at all. Yeah. Really, really interesting. I mean, it's a massive, massive, massive company. So, of course, mm-hmm. with that amount of uh, press that we've had, I was reading the Australian Financial Review this morning. There's, there's stuff about Bitcoin and Australian crypto blockchain companies going out there again. Mm-hmm. We've seen that resurgence. Um, my phone's ringing a lot. I'm getting a lot of emails. Are you finding it the same that there are more and more people now that had projects that they might be ready to roll out again in this most recent revival? A bit. Yeah. It's certainly picked up the last three or four months. I think the biggest uptick has really been in the last like five or six weeks. Yeah. But yeah, you get the same people uh, saying exactly that. Like, Hey, you know what? I, I, I kept a little bit of the Ethereum that I had or whatever. And you know, Hey, I'm starting to come up a little bit here. And uh, it seems a little bit less though. I, I think it's less of a frenzy. 2017 was wild. And it, it might be that we're, still in the very early stages of, of the bull run here. Hopefully, you know, we're going to be hitting epic all-time highs coming into the second half of the year. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so far it hasn't been as explosive as 2017. But I'm trying to think mentally, was I having these conversations in June of 2017? Because I, it may not have been wild yet. Because obviously October through December was outrageous was. in 2017. So. so- you had talked before about sort of nerding out in the fundamental stuff is what you really like to do. Um, that's totally way outside of my ballpark. I, I, I'm just a trader. I've been trading for 13 sure. years and sort of down tools and traditional markets. Cause it was just getting, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it to be honest. Um, yes, I was making money, but there was a whole part of my brain that wasn't stimulated. Um, yeah, but um, I got into crypto July, 2017 um, started trading it about end of August. So I usually watch a market for two months to see what the factors are for a new market. I found out that there was really no factors. It was um, <laughs> no factor market. It was just it just right. the nuts market. Yeah. Number um, go up. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's right. And we, we saw a lot of people during the period. I had no desire to set up Trader Cobb. I, I didn't come into this space to be an educator at all. I'd, I'd educated before. I'd mentored people in my 13-year trading. Um, but mm. I, I didn't come into it for that. I came into it to invest and to trade and use my skill set. Yeah. What I saw was what I call a lot of turkeys flying in a hurricane. Everyone was just doing this terrible TA um, they were, you know, they, they came down in the last shower. They've been trading for about three minutes and now they're selling these courses for like $10,000 and it really pissed me off. Um, you know, I'm a 35 year old man. I've got two children. I've made a career out of trading and I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, and these people were effectively just ripping people off. And look, yeah. the, the thing was, is that they were making gains because all they said was buy and it went up. Right. It was just a matter yeah, of yeah. time. Um, now, of course, a lot of those people disappeared through 2018. 2018 was still a good year for us because as long as you know how to yeah. short, yeah, it was fine. 100%. You could still trade and build your sats. It was a, 
it was a different way of playing the market, but one that was equally as valuable for, uh, for your longevity if you want to have a career in the space. So what are the things when it comes to trading um, that, that you, sorry, when it comes to fundamentals, what are the things mm-hmm. that you look for? Because I see a lot about this Google search not increasing too much right now. So yeah. you look at the hysteria of 2017. What are the, some of the indicators you look for in, in the fundamental side of things? So for me, it's funny. I want to comment like your whole story there. 2017 sounds exactly like us. We didn't want to be an educational resource. We wanted to hook up with other people who wanted to trade and had that whole experience. Like, wow, there's a lot of people getting scammed right now. And and we sort of turned into like whistleblowers. And then people asked us, Hey, how do we do whatever? So we literally put together an educational course and everything to sort of feed that need. But, uh, so it's funny. It sounds like we're right on the same wavelength there too. Yeah, absolutely. Great minds. (laughs) But um, yeah, so when it comes to fundamentals, I'm a big believer in uh, actually first people, like paying attention to who's involved in a project Mm. and what is their success rate with a project? What is their business prowess? Uh, A lot of people in 2017, if, if you said Vitalik Buterin's name, Oh, he's, he's a, an advisor, you know, bam, there's your 200% move over the course of four hours or whatever. But, um, that's a little different now. So rather than having that, uh, the joke was always in 2018 that if, uh, XRP had a a new partnership come out, they were going to lose another 30%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Every time like, Hey, we're working with MoneyGram. Bang, that one. Mm. You know, so it, it, you have to kind of calibrate, like what what news actually matters, what information actually matters, and obviously FOMO matters in a bull market. Like that's that's crucial as a trader to sort of uh, to, to be early to that, and then let the FOMO carry you up to up to new highs. But you know, in the meantime, I think a good example in 2019 was uh, Bitcoin SV. Yep. Uh, you had all the people, they, they, they don't like Craig Wright, the whole crypto community, if that even exists, wants that man gone. They want to destroy him. So then you had CZ from Binance and Jesse Powell from Kraken, in my opinion, breaking securities laws to, to say, hey, we don't like him. We're going to delist BSV and blah, blah, blah. And BSV dropped to $50 a coin mm-hmm. in the early stages of a bear market or of a bull market. Yeah. So that's that's a dip to buy because fundamentally bsv has a lot of developers it has distributed hashing power there's a lot going on there and people aren't talking about it so fundamentally you know i was telling my people like hey guys bsv is not going to go away and it's been beaten down the charts that's your buy opportunity just just buy it as it drops because the bull market's going to carry it back up and and now it's what we're about a 500 percent gain from the lows of just about two months ago now. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing that I like to pay attention to as opposed to like Ethereum classic got 51% attacked. Mm. We signaled to short it. It did go down about 20% and now it's, it, it's gone up two, three X since that too. Mm, so true. like fun, fundamentals are rough because fundamentally there aren't business people waking up in the morning and saying, well, what are we going to do with Ethereum classic today? Like, the, like, the factories aren't running on Ethereum right now. As, as much as people want that to be, it's not the case. So it is a very speculative market and you kind of have to play off of the, the rumors and whispers. But at some point, I hope that a fundamental analyst like myself is someone who can more accurately predict market trends based on actual business demand and 
you know, right, right now it's a little bit. It's uh, difficult because right? the fact is all change and there's not a one size fits all. Whereas if you're looking at a stock or if you're looking at equity, it's a PLC. So you've got right. information you can go and read and you can, you can form sure. an opinion based on, you know, debt ratios based on earnings and growth exactly. and all these wonderful things that make perfect sense. Yep. Uh, but in crypto, it's very difficult to, to have that. Well, one thing I did pick up on uh, around your Bitcoin SV uh, mm-hmm. spot there um, was that you really focused on not the emotion. Uh, you didn't get right. caught up in that. You weren't like, oh, Craig Wright, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that uh, some of the stuff that Craig Wright's been doing, I don't think it's a positive thing for the space. I think it's quite childish. But it's yeah. not about me having an opinion. It's about me trading a market. Uh, you mm-hmm. saw an opportunity for whatever the reason it was that you saw the opportunity. And, you know, I'm sure that when people saying to you, yeah, but I don't, I, don't want to, you know, I don't want to support this thing. It's like, well, this is a market. Here is what I see as an opportunity. And mm. who's doing it? Look, it's an important part of, an, of what you're trying to achieve if you're looking long term. But if you're looking for mm-hmm. a short term pop, like some of the stuff I trade, I don't know what they do. I don't care. I'm not a tech right. guy. I mean, I've got business in tech, but I'm not a coder. Right. I've got, I'm good at what I'm good at. And the rest of it, I put people in to do it for me because I don't know. So take yep. that emotion out from the fundamental point of view is obviously important as well as from the trading point of view. And I actually watched one of your videos prior to, the, um, prior to us interviewing. And um, I really liked what you said about indicators. So do you want to tell us what you think uh, indicators are good for and what they're also bad for? Um, I think they're good for confusing people. (laughs) So yeah, you know what? Indicators are the, the newcomers, the the newcomers create spaghetti bowls. You know, they're everything. They've got 50 moving averages and Bollinger bands and fib and Elliott wave. And Hmm. I'm a support and resistance guy. I'm, I'm a swing trader also. So I'm, I'm not playing hyper volatility and that kind of stuff. But, uh, I, I use RSI a little bit. Uh, I will pull up Bollinger bands and, and sort of check on things a little bit. I, I will check fibs and you know, it's, it's not that I don't use them. It's, I very typically use them one at a time Yeah. and, uh, and look at the broader trend, zoom out on the chart, look at daily candles and, and have at it. And it's funny because we've had, we've even had clients of ours, people that come to us who didn't know how to trade anything and have become successful traders over the course of two or three months of practice mm-hmm. and then start telling me that I don't know what I'm doing because I've never put up an Elliott wave chart. And you know, and I have to explain like, well, Elliott wave is a lot of pseudoscience. First of all, it's, it, it's fine. It's not a, not a bad thing, but it's very complex and it's not the kind of thing that I want to be using on the regular, especially because it's, it's pretty unnecessary if you can Crypto, read trend, you don't need it. Exactly. It's, it's, it's looking too deep into the crystal ball. Yeah. You know, how, how do weathermen tell if it's going to rain? Well, sometimes you can look out the damn window. <laughs> I get the same feeling on that too, mate. I mean, look, one of the things that uh, I, I find fascinating is the same sort of thing. Like you see people's charts and it's like left-handed Swahili. You can't, like, I look at them and I'm like, <laughs> how do you make it in there? You know, like I've, I've been trading 13 years and I've, I've been fortunate to travel all around the world and, and, and work with some fantastic traders. Um, some have worked in, you know, run their own funds. Some have just traded from home. Um, sure. What I noticed uh, in my early years was that um, typically the, the, the better the trader, it's hard to say the better the trader because what, what 
makes a trader better? Is it the returns? Is it the light? Like, I don't know. I don't really like the term better trader, but the traders that felt most comfortable had a great lifestyle and uh, were, were, you know, making good money tended to have less on the charts. You know, I use a 10 yeah. period, 20 period moving average and a MACD. I'll use Fibonacci right. support and resistance and I'll wait for pullbacks. It's, um, it's right. not rocket science and we've just got it in the checklist. So when we educate people as well, we, we just have, we have essential factors. They literally tick off. And, mm-hmm. and then bonus factors to help to increase the probability because we manage risk and probability. But the only two right. things that we can control, we can't control when the market goes up or down. We, we, there's nothing we can do about that. But every variable that we can control, we must control. And discipline's mm-hmm. one of those things. And that's why the checklist I found, that's how my, you know, my yep. noggin works. Uh, it's helped me a lot with my career. And it, it's really been something that I've been able to grip onto. I don't mix things around. I don't change them around. Uh, and people right. say to me, oh, have you seen what this person's doing? What do you think of this? I'm like, look, I don't want to sound arrogant here, but I, I really don't look at anybody else. I've I spent a right. long time getting good at this. The last thing I want to do is get analysis paralysis or, or, or think that something I'm doing is wrong. Um, I know what I'm doing is right. I've been full-time trading for nine years. You know, this is how I've supported my family. Um, right. Now, of course, I've got the business as well, which is another kettle of fish, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Uh, it's like learning all over again, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's about having that ability to have confidence in yourself. And I think the only way to do that is really by learning from other people, uh, whether it's me, whether it's you, or whether it's somebody else. You, you've got the easiest way to success is to have a mentor. Uh, I know that you guys do something along these lines. I mean, you want to tell us, like, you've got a huge amount of people in your, your membership, right? We do. Yeah, we've got about 300 paying members. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty good sized community where it's, it's a little bit difficult to have a personal relationship with everybody, but there's three moderators between us. So, and we all have our own little clicks. Well, obviously yeah. we're all friendly, but uh, there are the people that want to ask me questions. There are people that want to ask Matt and then uh, Vance is, is our other guy, but uh, and, and we all have very different trading styles too, which also yeah. bugs people when we do a little bit of signaling Yeah, and they're, uh, well, Vance wants to short, but Kurt wants to go long. And it's like, well, we're talking about different time frames and, and different things too. But, uh, yeah, we got the 300 that are paying and then our Facebook community is about 50,000 people. Wow. And that's a, a really healthy place too. It's very tightly moderated. So we, we don't let any, Not if it's got links or around. charts or anything. Yeah. It's, we, we just don't, we don't let anybody, uh, sort of control the bully pulpit. Yeah. Like it has a very specific purpose. We're here to talk about, again, fundamentals and technical analysis. Mm-hmm. Like let's have a conversation about who's your favorite developer on Monday. And then on Tuesday, it's going to be what's a, you know, where, why would we enter stellar at X, Y, Z number? So, yeah. you know, and it's, it's healthy and we got good relationships and we've got a lot of people that uh, truly are, are friends. I'm, in fact, I'm having a baby in about five weeks. I've invited uh, about a dozen like people it. that I met. <laughs> Thank you. But about a dozen people that I've met on crypto Twitter and Facebook and stuff have been invited to the baby shower. And, <laughs> you know, it's, they're, they're friends and family at this point. Oh, that's awesome, Adam. I'm, I'm stoked for you. And again, congratulations. This is your first. Thank you. It is, yeah. All right. You've got a couple of hairs left on your head. Say goodbye to them, brother. You can pull <laughs> yeah, the rain before you know it. So, look, um, <laughs> last question before we can find out more about where to find out more about you. Um, who do you think and what do you think is going to drive this next bull market or the continuation of what is now a strong uptrend on all time frame bar the month? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a good question because I'm actually not sure what really catalyzed this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think in 2017 it was clearly – it was the ICO boom really kind of got everybody kicked off. And then there was the, 
the happening in 2017. And then there was the, uh, there was also the fork. So the Bitcoin cash fork, mm. uh, everybody felt this is a dividend coming. If I hold more BTC, I'm going to be able to just get a split out of it basically. And so there were a lot of things like that, that people were just like chomping at the bit for. And I don't see a lot of that in 2019. Um, we got a lot of rumors still. There's a lot of the, the backed and the, and the, you know, are we going to actually get an ETF this year? And, but I think all that stuff is a little bit, um, it's, it's still a little far out. I, I don't see the firm stuff, even Facebook Libra, this whole thing is they're still talking 2020 for that. So yeah, it's great. It's all rumors. 20, I, I think 2019 is a, a, a little bit of a weird year and I kind of don't know why. First of all, I don't know why we got above 6K on BTC the way we did. And then we just kept bursting through. Yep. So, so now we're it's like, okay, I guess we're having a, a full-blown bull market frenzy at this point. Yeah. It's fine. I'm, I'm happy to go for the ride. But I, I'm not sure where it stops because I'm not sure why it started. But yep. uh, the, yep. the movement's been great. So. Well, I'm, I'm with you 100% on the, the movement being great. I, I think we'll see um, maybe the more traditional investors starting to come in as Bitcoin sort of phoenixes itself once again from the ashes. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll see 40, 40 to, to 65-year-olds that are playing the stock markets right now with those all-time highs. It's ridiculous, right? It's not going to last forever. There's a lot of people that are moving into cash and yeah. cash doesn't make you any money in this very low interest rate environment. It's very, very dangerous yeah. to be in cash. So I think we start, yeah. I, think, I don't know if we started to see this yet. I, I do know that the CME futures, are, the, the volume there has picked up significantly. Now that's a really yeah. good indication of institutional plays because you need to have a derivative product uh, to have a exposure to a market because if you can't hedge against a market, then you can't really have a, der- like you, without a derivative product with enough volume, you can't even put a hundred million dollar account in. Right. Um, and I say only sure. because if you're a fund, that, that's, that's a very small amount. If you want right. to get yeah, yeah. a bit of exposure into this space, it's a very small amount. So they need to be able to hedge themselves with some proper volume. And the CME's volumes have been increasing. Now you're not going to get your everyday Joe and certainly not crypto mm. people for the most part, trading those futures. So that's an outside source yeah. of volume and interest uh, in, yeah, the, uh, you know, in the derivative, which I'm sure there's probably as they trade the derivative and see how that goes, there might be some investment going into the, well, mm-hmm. the you know, physical, if there's a better way of right. putting it, the actual. Yeah. <laughs> right. As opposed to yeah. just the derivative product. So there's definitely some signs of some bigger players starting to creep in. Um, obviously, as you say, back to the, the CME there. So ICE, um, Fidelity talking mm-hmm. about it, Facebook. Sure. There's been a lot of legitimacy coming back into that space. And that's why mm-hmm. I think it's going to drive the people that have a bit more money. So they're not going to enter with 2000 bucks. They're probably coming with 10 to 20. All right. That'll be their yeah, double. Yeah. Um, so more affluent people coming into the space and, and, and having an interest. I think that's going to, that's my personal opinion anyway. I think that is, as well as, as the price continues, obviously the media comes back into it and starts yeah. that FOMO cycle. So I'm hopeful sure. that we can continue on this trend. I just don't want it to do what it did in 2017. I want it to be more gradual. Sure. Because more gradual means more trades for us to get positioned yeah. forward to move. That's what I'm after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, one thing, uh, yeah, I, w- I want to point out what, what I think you're absolutely right on is the interest rate problem. We're, we're running out of the way to go further down. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think you're right that the, the people playing with debt positions and stuff there in, in cash, uh, like they are, they're running out of options to, to be sitting in big cash. And I, I actually think that's a lot what Facebook and Libra is about right now is that, you know, Facebook's sitting on a lot of cash, but that cash is on very shaky ground. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you're in Australia. So, I, I mean, we've, we've seen the Aussie dollar go down to all time lows in the last six months. And 
<laughs> you know, but I, I, I think we, my business. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think it's going to continue to happen. There's a lot of rumors and, and there's always some rumors about the dollar collapse and all of that. But I think a lot of it is becoming more and more reasonable as we're seeing a lot of the unrest, uh, the, the U S China mm. trade war and this stuff starting to pick up. And I think the uncertainty of, uh, fiat maximalism yeah. will indeed move more into crypto assets. So I think that was a, yeah. a good point that I wanted to agree with you on. Thank you for agreeing. We don't have to agree with <laughs> sure. us when we do. Mate, final thing is where can we find out more information about you and what you're doing? Uh, plain and simple, CryptoTradersPro.com. Uh, that'll connect you to everywhere we are. We were on Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, you can find me. I'm at Kurt Wooker, JR. Uh, I got the same name as my dad. So Kurt Wooker, JR, literally everywhere. So you can search my name and I will show up on all the social media platforms. And I love when I get new followers. So that'd be great. Awesome, mate. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Kurt's out of what I was going to say, yeah, Chicago. I was going to say Canada. Though. Chicago, Chicago, sir. Co-host of Crypto Traders Pro. Thank you so much for your time, mate. All the best in the future. We'll speak again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Bye for now.